Hello and welcome to the Hype Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Safa Alchami, and stick around while I discuss mindset hacks and self-development advice that will assist you in unlocking your true potential. Good morning, afternoon, good evening. Whenever you guys are listening to this, you know for a fact, Safa's going to give you some real information about crafting your darts today. But before further ado, free Palestine, or as my son says, free Indestine. <laughs> my youngest doesn't know how to say Palestine. He has a speech delay. So we say free Indestine in my house, but it means free Palestine. I hope you guys have done well. You guys are in for a real treat. Gearing into the end of the year, I always encourage clients, my followers, to write down the goals for the year. Now, I do this half yearly and yearly, and it really shapes your determination and your discipline in gearing into the new year, achieving goals. Now, I shared on my story last week because we were away. Usually when we go away, we go next to the beach. I am a big beach lover. I love everything to do with the beach. Sunrise, sunset at the beach for me is so therapeutic. It's about grounding yourself. And I will add to this, there is actual scientific research where if you ground yourself with nature, it's called grounding. If you see people, for example, walking barefoot in the forest, on the sand, on any really natural environment, it's called grounding. It's all about energy. It's all about vibes. It's literally removing the toxicity from the, your body. That's why we're significantly more stressed in the city. There's less likely to be any nature around us for us to ground. So there's something really therapeutic about grounding ourselves around nature. So I shared on my story that every single time I want to write my goals, it has to be on the beach. It has to be on the beach. There's something therapeutic about it. It's about the calming, cooling waves going and coming. And for me, it just works. Wherever you choose to write your goals, it's adaptable and changeable for yourself. It's somewhere where you feel most comfortable, most vulnerable, and most determined. That's usually where I do my goal slash dua setting. Now, what is dua? Dua is the supplication. It is a hope. It's a goal. So I remember when I told some of my clients, okay, turn your goals into dua. Like, what do you mean? Like, how do you do that? Turn your goals into dua, and I'm going to show you exactly how to do it today. We know dua is the weapon of the believer, supplication, hopes, dreams, goals. We know the self-development field is derived by Islamic practices and perspectives. We really know that. I think we know that from perseverance and from practice. For example, before I started to be a therapist, I was heavily based in the motivational space, in the self-development space, 5 a.m. club you know, cold showers, eating until you are satisfied and not full. These are all derived from Islam. So if it's derived from Islam, wouldn't that make sense to kind of dive in and delve into Islam as a whole? It makes sense. It really does make sense. Manifestation is just dua. It's just a fancy schmancy word for it. Okay. Manifestation and dua, and I'm using quotation marks if you guys are watching this, on YouTube, all the real, it is literally supplication. It's hope. Okay. So welcome back to another life enlightening episode where I'm going to help you 
with this intriguing topic and it holds such a great significance in our lives as Muslims and non-Muslims. Uh, I will also say I know a lot of non-Muslims listen and read and watch and you know are consumed by my content. Please, if you ever have any questions about Islam, if you ever have any questions about Muslims, what our values are, there is no stupid questions or answers in Islam. I will never make you feel, and we should never ever make you feel stupid or um, belittled for asking a question, okay? You are absolutely more than welcome to ask all the questions that you have because it is significantly important as Muslims. It's all about da'wah. It's all about, you know, what's the Islamic word for da'wah, the English word for da'wah? It's more basically, you know, help, awareness, okay? So as we immerse ourselves in the intricacies of making du'a, Let's reflect on the profound role that supplication plays in Islam. Dua is the soul's sincere expression and its dependence on Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. It is a spiritual connection that transcends more requests, more need, more dialogue to create more of a connection and bring us closer to our faith. As we comprehend the transformative power of Dua, we want to recognize that the Creator is the most merciful, and Islam encourages us to turn to Allah in times of joy, sorrow. And everything in between. I'm going to go back and I'm going to go tell you what I said to you before. We are encouraged to express gratitude as human beings. It doesn't matter if you're on time of sorrow, joy, and anything in between. We are encouraged to express gratitude. And they say in the motivational space that the more you express gratitude, the more you get. It's an exchange of energy, exchange of connection. The heart is accessing. Saying Alhamdulillah for good, the bad, and everything, is literally what Allah subhanahu wants to hear. God wants to hear that. God he wants to hear, hey, alhamdulillah, okay, well, tick, that. My ribad wanted to learn all of this, okay? It transcends time and space. It is a sincere supplication that's going to unlock the mercy and the blessings. It's kind of like literally a, a key. Let's gear into turning your goals into dua. Okay, so you know from a couple episodes ago, a while ago, probably a year ago, when I first made this podcast, I told you guys to write down your goals. Let's say I have 10 goals or 15 goals to achieve in the next year in my notebook, okay? And this is significantly important because you should have goals. 65% of people who make goals are more happier. I wonder why. It's because they are more likely to achieve them looking forward to something and they have a direction. You have a direction when you clear, you have your goals. You know what you want to do. You know that it's going to hold you accountable and disciplined and on the straight path. That's just the way it goes. If you are looking at your life like a meaningless pile of shit, then look at how many goals you have. Are they weaved into your values and your beliefs? If they're not, then go change them, man. Seriously, you should have goals, whether it be a holiday, whether it be saving up for something, we work better with goals. As humans, we work better with goals. Yes, yes. I tell parents who are going through depression, postpartum depression, what is your goal? And they look at me like wide-eyed, what do you mean? What is your goal? Where are your goals? They don't have any. If you want to fix your mental health, you work towards a goal. That's what keeps you accountable. And then once you achieve that goal, you're going to have a rush of dopamine. You're going to have that reward sensation. You're like, yes, I accomplished it. And then you go and make another goal. And that's just the way it goes. If your goal, you should have a goal, by the way, I'm just going to go back a bit. 
You should have a goal for your career. You have you should have a personal saving goal. You should have a relaxation goal, like a holiday or a timeout. Yes, especially if your work is very heavily based, like you've got a high stressful environment. Yes, okay. A spiritual goal, getting closer to your religion or learning about a different religion, whatever the case may be, work towards these kind of goals. And this is all intertwined with your values, okay? So let's go back to the notebook. You're going to write down your goals, just normal goals, write down. Okay, for example, my goal this year is to hold multiple events. I'm in Sydney. I'm looking to hold an event in Melbourne. I'm just looking at different prices right now. That's what I want, okay? If It might not float your boat. It floats mine, okay? That's what we want. I've written out that goal, and after you write that goal, you're going to tell me how. What are you going to do to make sure this goal happens? Now, not every single goal can work with you. Sometimes you're going to need other entities, other people. You need, you're going to need God, okay? So, for example, if my goal is to hold an event, where do I go? What do I need to do? And where can Allah subhanahu help me with doing that? And Allah subhanahu wa always will help you, putting you into connection with people that can help you. That's just the way it goes. I have this saying, which means the world is all take and give. Take and give. This is energy supplication. This is energy. Okay? The more you give, the more you receive. The more you give, the more you receive. Just the way it goes. So as you write down your goals, write down as they revolve around personal growth, career milestones, spiritual enlightenment, how can you present these aspirations before Allah in a manner that aligns with the teachings of Islam? One key aspect that is ensuring our goals are with harmony with Islamic views or your values. It doesn't matter if you're not Muslim. It doesn't matter. It should tie into your values. You should not compensate your values to get to a goal. Your values will align with your goal. If I'm a butcher and I want my butchery to succeed, I'm not going to ask a baker how he bakes bread. It's the goal. You you work within your goal frame. Okay? When you seek Allah Swantala's guidance with achieving your goals, you align your ambitions with a moral compass. It's outlined in the Quran and the Sunnah. Be specific and sincere with your supplications as you express your desires with full heart, with humility and gratitude. Okay, now, once you've written out your 10 goals, you're going to write out them in a form of dua. For example, if my goal is to hold an event in Melbourne, I then write down a sentence of a goal that I'm going to say during the Hajjud, which is night prayer, in my du'a, in my sujood, that's what I'm going to do. You write them out from a goal to a du'a. You make it from a goal like I want to, to dear Allah, please allow me to and achieve. Okay, that's how you do it. You write down, if you have 10 goals, you write 10 du'a and you're going to memorize them. When you're into hajjad, grab your book, make sure it's right in front of you. After you finish, when you're in sujood, Sit up and read your supplication, read your goals, read your du'a. And when you're doing it, have a expressive, have it, like have a heart full of gratitude and humility as if Allah is listening to you, like you are listening. Allah, 
has literally opened up an ear and he's listening to you. Like how awesome is that? Knowing that your Lord, your creator, the King of Kings is listening to you making supplication. He's going to help you achieve your goals. How amazing is that? I don't know about you, but that just sends me chills all down my body. This is the art of making proper dua. As we delve in the etiquettes of the Prophet Muhammad And this is how he taught us. By praising Allah and sending blessings to the Prophet. Acknowledging Allah's greatness and expressing gratitude to his countless blessings. I recommend you search up. It's called a dua sandwich. Okay? I recommend you do that. When you're doing a dua, there is a certain etiquette. Okay? First, you ask for whatever you're asking for. Let's say you're asking for more money. And that's not, please, please, this is not selfish whatsoever. Let's say you're asking for more money. Okay? Or more You ask for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You call Allah by his name, like accompanied or connected with your dua. So if you're asking for more money, that's rizq. So you ask for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his 99 names. He has 99 names for a reason. You find the one for rizq, which is, I'm pretty sure, it's al-rizq. You ask for Allah, then you say your dua, and then you send the blessings to the prophets. And as you acknowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's greatness and express gratitude for his countless blessings, it's called a dua sandwich. This is what it is. It is a dua sandwich. And know, once Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfills your request, know that your du'a has gone to your creator's ear. If that's not special, I don't know what is. If you don't acknowledge that special tactics, I don't know what is. I'm telling you right now, it is game changing. When you're presenting your request, pour your heart out. It doesn't matter. It cry if you need be. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what lies within your soul, but an act of sincere supplication deepen, deepens your connection with him. Whatever your goals are, material, spiritual, remember that dua is a holistic practice encompassing every facet of your life. The next part I'm going to explain is very important because I think as humans, especially now in the times, we get really riled up if our dua isn't fulfilled straight away. Okay, we need to have patience, we need to have trust, we need to have tawakkul. Patience and trust are integral components of turning goals into dua. Islam and the Quran teaches us, so remember me and I will remember me, be grateful to me and, I, and do not deny me. And that's the Quran 2.152. Trust that Allah is in his infinite wisdom, knows the perfect timing for your prayers to be answered. As you maintain your faith, and you are, you trust Allah with knowing when is when, okay? The role of gratitude, this is the next part. Another cru crucial element to the dua is gratitude. Expressing gratitude for what you have while seeking more in a powerful combination. Gratitude opens up the doors to blessings and it reflects a heart that recognizes and appreciates Allah's generosity. If Allah has taken something for you, say Alhamdulillah because you don't know what Allah has protected you from. The things that you didn't achieve, there, there's a reason why you didn't achieve them. Allah, those more than you know, sees more than you see. So he will always plan before you, plan ahead of you. So that's why we appreciate Allah's generosity, whatever he has granted us. 
as we conclude this episode, let's internalize the essence of turning goals into the art. And this is a practice, not for mere ritual, but profound way of connecting to your Lord. May your da'at be filled with sincerity, humility, and patience. Remember, Allah's wisdom far exceeds our understanding, and success lies not only in the attainment of goals, but also to submitting to his divine plan, having tawakkur. Thank you so much for joining me on this amazing podcast, Turning Goals into Du'a'at. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to explore in the future conversations or episodes, please reach out. And until next time, may your heart be filled with faith and dua and find their way to Allah Subhanahu mercy. Let's grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this podcast episode helped you in any way, please share it on your socials. You can find me on IG, Safa Alchami, TikTok, The Alchami Life, and you can book to work with me personally through my website, thehypecoach.com. I look forward to working with you. Let's grow.